Welcome to the Unfeigned Faith Bible Study, where we'll be doing a weekly Bible study, typically going through a book of the Bible together, and uh, this will go alongside our regular Unfeigned Faith podcast. Thank you for joining us on this journey. Colossians chapter number two, and uh, we've been getting into some uh, some kind of deep, uh, deeper things here. And uh, in Colossians two, we're talking about the treasures. Uh, the treasure of the mystery uh, that are hidden Christ, and and, uh, and he's countering these uh, philosophies, um, the uh, cult thinking, the even the the Jewish religious thinking, and he's and he's uh, addressing some things, and we're going to dive into really heart of the matter here, a very powerful portion of scripture, and uh, in number uh, uh, verse thirteen, we're in Colossians two. Uh, remember verse 12 talks about we're buried with him in baptism, we're placed into Christ. And uh, uh, and then verse number 13. And you being dead in your sins, and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. Now, the Gentiles would look at the Jews and they'd see their re- a relationship with God. Many of the Jews or Gentiles were kind of getting fed up or sick of the of the the, the system of the the pagan religions and and they'd look at the Jews and, and some of them became kind of God fearers, but uh, but many would not go so far as to say, well, I, I don't know if I want to go through with the circumcision, and uh, uh, but but the reality was that would keep them from the Abrahamic covenant. That was the sign, the symbol, if you would, of the covenant, and so so you have the Jews, they've got the covenant. The Gentile, uh, and the covenant gave them a chance. It gave them hope because, because they're, they're brought into that, that covenant that was passed down from Abraham. The Gentiles didn't have such covenant. Uh, the Gentiles were placed, all the, any descendant they have goes all the way back to Adam and Adam's fall and the sin, uh, the sin nature that was passed on. So, so there was this hopeless state and said, so you being dead in your sin and the uncircumcision of your flesh. You're, you, you've got no hope. You've, you're, you're dead because of sin. You're dead because you lack the covenant. Okay. He says, has he quickened together with him? He's made you alive with Christ, the one that we the previous verse baptized into, having forgiven you all trespasses. That's what happens when you're placed in Christ. That's what salvation accomplishes. The pardon, the full, complete pardon of all of your sins, all trespasses. And boy, that's something we can rejoice in, just uh, the thought of that. Then verse number 14, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. The handwriting of ordinances, you see, uh, God gave a law. A law that really, in reality, uh, it, it says there, that it's, it's not for us. The law is not a blessing, all right? In fact, Peter even talked about that. He talked about it was a bondage uh, in the book of Acts. He says that he he took that or, those ordinances. They were against us. They're contrary to us. You take that list of ordinances, and you take your life's actions, your life's deeds, and here's what you have. You have a rap sheet. You have this handwriting ordinances that was against you, this whole list. Wow, I broke that one. I broke that one. I broke that one. I broke that one. When you come to light of it, but the reality is, not only are we guilty for, for, for that, but we're guilty just the fact that we're Adam's sons. We, we, we are, we're in this lineage, all right? Um, 
it's kind of like this. I, I heard this illustration recently. I thought it was it was pretty good. The reality is, as far as the Gentiles are concerned, uh, uh, you know, if you go back in history, uh, the founding of Australia. Uh, they say Australia was founded uh, because uh, basically England, uh, the the UK, they wanted to get rid of. Uh, a bunch of these criminals, and so they figure they'll send them uh, on this island, and they'll stay far away. And eventually, these criminals, these uh, outlaws, uh, started reproducing and having families and populating. And next thing you know, there's this whole new country that was formed. Uh, but imagine those children, great grandchildren, great 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 grandchildren of uh, these criminals, the founders, the ones that started Australia, and say, you know what? I want to go back to our roots. I want to go back to England. And, uh, and be a citizen there. Uh, the reality is they wouldn't be permitted just like that. You know, of course, there's immigration process and stuff, but but they are Australian. They're, uh, they're descendants of their parents making that, that their land. And the reality is Adam, through the fall, the Bible says death uh, 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 by one man, sin entered into the world. And death uh, by sin and death passed upon all men for that all hath sinned and and so 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 we're of this lineage Jews had some hope because there was a covenant between God and them and he says here's here here's what we're going to do and and and, and they had a, a potential he he laid out a path if you would to establish a relationship with God Gentiles didn't really have that hope uh, yes there were some that were brought in You'd see that, and I, I do think that was a part of God's plan, had they been uh, more about the Father's business. Um, but they're brought into that. So so the reality is we look at this and we say, wow, I'm guilty because of my lineage, my heritage. I'm guilty because this whole law, this ordinance, these ordinances, they're, they're completely against me. They're contrary to me. And here's what the Bible says, that not only does he forgive all trespasses, but then he says he blots out the Hanan ordinances that was against us. All of those things that would cause us to be guilty. That whole list of all the, all the violations that we have made, he blots it out. He takes it out of the way. And what does he do? He nails it to the cross. Uh, remember when Jesus died on the cross, we have uh, Resurrection Sunday coming up. And I'm just excited about it. We've been working hard putting together uh, some... some uh, some uh, clips, videos, songs, uh, preaching, and, and I'm hoping it's going to be a blessing to everybody. I hope you'll tune in for that. But remember there when he was on that cross, from, from noon until 3 p.m., or, uh, or as the Bible says, from the sixth hour to the ninth hour, uh, there was darkness. Uh, middle of the day, darkness. You ever thought, you know, what was that all about? And I've heard people uh, say different things, you know, uh, uh, well, you know, it was God kind of covering up the shame of his son. Or, and, and honestly, we won't know till we're in heaven. What was that all about? I believe personally, this is just me, I believe for those three hours, time stood still for eternity. And Colossians 2 began to take place. And God the Father, one by one, began going through the list of anyone who will ever live. And saying, here's the handwriting ordinances that's against this person. Are you dying? Are you paying the price for them? Jesus said on the cross, yes, Father, put it on me. And he nails another list. How about this person? 
and he nails another list. He comes to my name. Here's a man. Uh, it's going to be born March 17th, 1983. And, uh, and he's, he's going to make some mistakes in his life. And, and he's grown up, you know, normal childhood, childhood. And he's, he lies, he steals, he cheats, he, he does what kids do. But at 19 years of age, in August of 2002, by faith, he puts his trust in, 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 in what Jesus, what you are doing on this cross. From there, he desires to, to, you know, he tries to live a life pleasing to you. And, and there's some changes in his life that, that, he, that he's made. And, and he decides to serve you with his life. This is a father talking to the son. He becomes a preacher. And uh, gives his life to sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. Now, now suppose, this is as far as I've gone in my life right now. Suppose in a few years... Uh, I get really sick with cancer. It takes over my body. And from, from the medications and just, just the treatments and going through all this, my mind's just not in the right place. And I finally had enough. And I, I say to God, I shake my fist at him. God, if this is how you are going to treat one of your servants, forget that I ever even got saved. There I am on my deathbed. And with my dying breath, I curse God. Forget I ever got saved. Forget I ever did that. Curse God and I die. By the way, would that be a sin? That completes the list of all of these sins against me. The father looks to the son there on the cross and says, are you willing to die for this man, Aaron Richards' sins? Yes, father, put it on me. So there's another list nailed to the cross. When Jesus was there put on the cross, um, Pilate put a little sign above his name. Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. And he said, take that down. He's, you know, we, we uh, make it say, he said he was the king. And Pilate said, well, I've written, I've written. Which is awesome. You go back to Matthew 1, or, or um, I believe it's in Matthew, and the, the um, wise men are looking for him. Where is he that is born King of the Jews? He was born King of the Jews. He died King of the Jews. But uh, that was really all they had against him blasphemy he made himself to be god he said he was the king and uh and so he wrote that down because in those days it, and this is something that's not really laid out in, in scripture but in those days uh everyone that hung on a cross actually had a sign here's the crime he's being crucified for everybody in prison had a sign here are the crimes he's being sentenced for and when it's done uh they, when their sentencing was complete they would get that 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 uh, a stamp in the uh, wax signing off that handwriting ordinances the what the, the 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 violations that they had so that if they're caught in public and a and a, a, a roman soldier catches them hey what are you doing out of prison you can say i finished my i did my time you see and of course capital crime the cross it was a testimony to everybody. Here's the crime he's being crucified for. So when we think about that and we, and we look to this verse and we say, nails this handwriting to the cross, we say, why did Christ die? Well, there's my rap sheet on the cross. There's yours on the cross. So, so when, I, when I ask somebody, where are your sins today? Are they in your account? No, they're nailed to the cross. See how this goes together? That that uh, with with Romans um, uh, chapter four, where it, where it talks about that that um, uh, he he imputes he puts into our account righteousness without works. 
And on the other side, he does not put into our account our sin. Where does he put it? He puts it on Christ's account. He nails it to the cross. It's not even on me. That's, that's what salvation brings when, when it says that he's forgiven you all trespasses. What an exciting, what a powerful truth. It, they're actually removed from me, nailed to his cross. 1 John chapter number 2. The Bible says this. Uh, Jesus, he is the propitiation for our sins. Not for our sins only, but the sins of the whole world. Propitiation. That's he's the acceptable sacrifice that would appease the wrath of a holy God. You see, all the blood of the, of the rams and the goats and the sheep and all those things, none of that would actually take away sin. But this one man, when he offered himself a sacrifice for sin, forever sat down at the right hand of God. You see, you see, God accepted that sacrifice. And not only for our sins, the sins of the whole world. I believe, I believe it was all placed on the cross and everyone has this opportunity and all the sins have actually in reality been taken care of, but you need to accept that gift. You need to cash it out. <laughs> you know, you say, you mean he paid for everyone's? Yes, he paid for everyone's sins, but you need to cash it out if it's going to be counted for your account. If you die without placing your trust in Christ, you're doubly guilty. You're guilty because Christ died for your sins and, and, and you are now going to be punished unnecessarily for your sins because you rejected the free gift. In addition to the fact that you have sinned against a holy and just God. In addition to the fact that by lineage, by your heritage, you are born into this sin line. You've not been brought in by adoption. You are of your father, the devil. That's, that's our position before Christ. But once you and I get saved, uh, it's now accounted to you and, and, and he, he adopts you into his family. You become a child of God. No longer am I a son of Adam. The second Adam made me a son of God. That's what took place. So he nails the handwriting ordinances that was against us, contrary to us, takes it out of the way, nails it to the cross of Christ. Let me look at one more verse here. Verse number 15, and having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. What happened? Christ conquered the spiritual realm as well. All the forces of evil, all that, we, he's conquered it. We no longer have to be servants of the devil. We no longer have to be slaves to our sin. He conquered it all. And, uh, and, and, and here's the fact of the matter in, in verse 13. Uh, the cross of Christ, the sacrifice of Christ takes care of us personally. Because of, because of who we are um, uh, in Christ, it takes care of self. Now, we were taken from Adam, placed into Christ, from the uncircumcision to the spiritual circumcision. Uh, it takes care of self. Verse 14 takes care of the question of sin. He takes it out of the way, not even an issue anymore. Takes the whole handwriting ordinances that was against us out of the way. Because we're his children now. Takes care of self, takes care of sin, and takes care of the question of Satan in verse 15. Self, sin, and Satan. And uh, as, as he triumphs over this spiritual realm, the spiritual darkness. What a tremendous thought of who we are in Christ. Hey, you know what? This happens when... Verse 12 takes place when we are baptized into Christ. When we have been immersed into the person of Jesus Christ. How does that happen? 
When we place our faith and trust in him, we come to him by faith saying, I believe that sacrifice that he died, was buried, he rose again for my sin. He died for my sin, he rose again for my justification that I can have a right standing with him by faith when I accept that. He did that for me. It's put into my account. He brings me in and now he says, all right, I'm going to give you the spiritual circumcision made without hands. You're, brought, you're, you're marked as a child of God. I'm taking care of your position. I'm taking care of your sin. I'm giving you this pardon. I'm removing that which makes you guilty, meaning you are now innocent. You see, if you stood in court to defend yourself and the accuser comes and says, I, I don't have any charges against you, what happens? <laughs> you see, God took the charges away. He took them out of the way. And given us now a victory. The Bible says there's an accuser of the brethren. That's what he's called. He accuses us before the Father day and night. And as he comes before him, he says, look, look at how your child, this, this one who calls himself a Christian, a Christ follower, look at how he behaved. Look at what he done. And, G and God the Father looks and says, where are the charges? I mentioned 1 John 2 earlier. Well, here's what it says uh, in uh, verse number 1. These things write unto you, little children, that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. An advocate is a go-between. He uh, and uh, one, one who's going to represent us. And so, so as these charges are brought up uh, be, be before us by the accuser of the brethren, he looks at our advocate who goes to uh, before us to the Father, and uh, and he says, uh, "Are these things true?" And and the, and the son says, "There is no writing. There is no ordinance." There is nothing that we have a record of him violating. Why? Because I've taken care of it all. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, but he washed it white as snow. Boy, I love that portion of scripture. It is so powerful. Because if you ask somebody today, and, and this will help you in your assurance, because if you, if you, where are your sins today? You see, we have this kind of idea sometimes that the blood of Christ kind of just it kind of uh, covered the sin. It kind of uh, made it uh, hard to see or like we're tricking God somehow. No, no, no. The blood of Christ washed away our sins. We sing that song, what can wash away my sin? Not what can cover my sin. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And, uh, and friends, that's exactly what took place at the cross of Calvary. He took it all away. He pardoned. He, he ransomed me. He justified me. He redeemed me. He brought me in a right standing with God. He accomplished all this. Hey, he took care of self, my position, because of my, my uh, heritage. I've been born into sin. He took care of the sin itself by pardoning it and blotting out the handwriting ordinances that was against me. And he took care of Satan and the demonic realm. They, they, they got nothing on me. They got nothing against me. And so when they come to me and they say, oh, we're going to get you with this, I don't have to give in. I don't have to say, Okay, master. Uh, no, no, I have a new master now, and he's a good master. I can say no, and the grace of God is there to meet me to resist temptation. What a wonderful truth, and I shall praise the Lord for that. I hope you're rejoicing in your salvation.